Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, it's another week of New Who. The, well, I was going to say second, I guess, slash Technically third, third yeah. episode of the Series 12 is now on the air. And of course, we're going to talk about Orphan 55. And here to help us talk all things New Who and the 13th Doctor is Sue Kissenweather. Sue, welcome back. Thank you so much. Sure. So, how have you been enjoying, uh, well, I guess, you know, as I say, the series, Spyfall. How have you enjoyed <laughs> Spyfall so far? I like Spyfall a lot. Mm-hmm. It was just fun, and it, it, it reminded me of the the joy that, that that I get from Doctor Who, and I also did not, you've, you've covered it, right? So we're, like, already yeah, yes. in spoilers. Y- yep. I did not expect to see the Master. No. So, like, I truly, like, they got me. I was yeah. surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was almost, and, and this isn't a complaint. This is just like it's. I thought it was like, oh, you're kind of, you know, sh- using this card too soon, aren't you? But I mean, it's not a complaint. I'm, he did it great, and it's great. And so I, I, that, it surprised me that they would just be using that. I was like, oh, okay, right. yeah. O- opening <clears throat> episode. Here's the mask. I mean, of course, that's what you would do. But I guess I was like, oh. Well, and they they made such a big deal for Jody's first series to not repeat any of our old villains. Mm-hmm. That it was just kind of surprising to to right away, you know, mm-hmm. first episode next season, or or series, and it looks like we've got another maybe searching for Gallifrey real story <laughs> story arc that may or may not come to fruition because it never really has before, but <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess. Well, I'm just going to get your thoughts on this, uh, Sue. Because I, you know, yes, we've all seen Chibnall episodes, and we do have one series under our belt. But I mean, at the end of the day, I I don't know Chibnall's style. So, like, you know, we know Davies, we know Moffat. When I see this sort of arc, you know, it's like, well, if Moffat was doing this, you know, it's all timey wimey, flip and flop, and you know, it'll and never, we're not going to know for another two years you know, how it ends or something. <laughs> but so I don't know. I mean, the way I've taken everything is assume nothing is real. Everyone is lying. I mean, that's just so. I'm, I'm, I have an open mind about what any of this will lead to or what it'll be. <clears throat> yeah, like, other than his work on Doctor Who, most of my experience with Chibnall comes from Broadchurch, right? Which you know, mystery. So yeah. that goes hand in hand. But everything I, I remember—it's been a while since I watched through it all—but I remember mm-hmm. a lot of Mister X and a lot of Red Herrings. 
So, I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, if if he's going his traditional mystery route, that's what we can look for. It wasn't David Bradley. It wasn't David Bradley, which is good to know, (laughs) I think. Uh, All right, well, let's go get into this episode, Orphan 55. Jessica, what are your initial thoughts about the sophomore effort of Series 12? Yeah, like I said last week, it immediately made me think of the uh, Doctor and Mel <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> from Old Who, uh, this idea of, of going on holiday and having it all go, go wrong, mm-hmm. but they don't even give get a chance to sit down. I mean, I, who sits down? Graham <laughs> sits down. And I didn't even get a cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, it is just right into it, and... Uh, Ryan's been infested with worms and has to suck his thumb to escape it, <laughs> and it just rolls on from there. Mm-hmm. What about what about you, Sue? What do you think of Orphan Fifty Five? I was actually marinated? reminded of Midnight. Okay. Um, especially you know Donna, who doesn't want to leave the poolside. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm, yes, but um, I mean in general. For me, the the dark, like, monstery episodes tend to not be necessarily my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, for me, had a little more work to do. But I, it's it's interesting where it went. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, um, I, What was your initial thought, baby? It was interesting. So, you know, if I can plug, you know, we have so many podcasts here to plug, but of course... Um, you know, we've always had a few guests from Black Girls Create, and I'm on their Slack. You know, I'm sort of privileged to be on their Slack group, and they have their uh, Who Watch chat. Oh yeah, yeah. And so um, I w- that was I was you know I didn't even want to go to bed because we were still commenting on the episode. <laughs> so it was one of those things where at first blush it was fine. I mean, it's not a to me it's not a bad episode. I end such you know faint praise as you could tell in my voice, but no, I mean it was <laughs> you know it's action packed. It's like you said, Jessica. It's full on. 100 miles per hour, maybe too much so. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, what's what's, what's, what's even happening here? You know, it's almost like a full action movie. And then we'll talk about the ending. But, you know, all that, it is, it's, there's, but like any Doctor Who, you know, then you start asking questions five minutes after the credits roll. Like, what about, what mm. about, what mm. about? And then suddenly it falls apart a little bit. But, you know, so I almost hesitate to say this. I think it's the worst episode of the 13s run, which is not saying it was horrible because I mean, yeah. and maybe I'm just forgetting because we did rewatch the series 11. I mean, there's no ones I, well, no, maybe not because then I think like the the season ender with the, 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 the when they found, you know, Tim Shaw and that one wasn't my favorite necessarily. Mm. So anyway, I'll just say it's in the lower five of this one. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, but again, I'm not saying it's horrible. You know, I'm just saying, eh, I, they were tried for a lot and things happened. So, one of the things I wanted to get into is my headline, A Night of Too Many Guest Stars. <laughs> so we had a lot of guest stars. And so we'll talk about how they succeeded or not. First, hyphen with a three. Yep. <laughs> What'd you think of her, Sue? And and I hope I hope you take this as a compliment. I was like, I can see Sue cosplaying her. <laughs> <laughs> I, was she supposed to be a cat? Well, not in Whoverse, I wouldn't have thought, because their cats tend right. to look very different. So, right. nice but tail. The doctor at some point says, "I'll I'll sick a dog on you" or something. Right? Uh, yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what she was. But she, she reminded me of um, A.D. Bryant mm-hmm. from yes. Saturday Night Live. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's she was fine. She's the comedy relief, obviously, in this episode, or maybe one of the sources of it. I think the, the hyphen with a three was was kind of cute. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there was a ton of substance there with that character, but no. she did her job. And as I'm sitting here, what happens to Hyphen with the Three? Dies. Does she? Yeah. Like early? Um, like because everybody dies. Yeah. She dies Which in the van. Yeah. Okay. They're, like, they're, the... they're escaping the van into the, I guess, subway. Right. Yeah. And and the drag gets her then. Okay. Do we actually, I mean, and I'm not trying to be, gri- do we see it? Because. We see it, I believe, grab her feet. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, that's her sounds... away. Yeah. Yeah, because one thing, sorry, and I feel like I'm going to trash this episode. I don't mean to be so negative. But, like, one thing about this episode is that if taken literally, it's pretty horrific, as I suppose it's meant to be. If it's not taken literally, I think it has deeper layers. Because, for instance, and I'm not saying I really want to see it, but we never see the what the drugs do to the people. Like, it's just snatch and grab. Yep. Like, in other words, maybe they're not. I mean, we know they are. But I'm saying, maybe they're not bad folks. Like, as I'm watching the episode, well, we don't I know what's happening. I think that was going to come into it. Because, theoretically, they are mutated over however long mm-hmm. humans. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the yeah. premise? And so, maybe there was going to be some redeeming... No, this isn't Planet of the Apes kind of thing. Well, when and... they had Benny. Benny? Like, I was surprised that, that we had this conversation with him. So mm. I was thinking maybe this is not so much of a killing situation as it is like a vampiric turning situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, that clearly was not the case. No. Yeah, and I'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, but like, well, since you mentioned, I mean, I have it in order, but why go in order? So you mentioned Benny. Um, so Benny and Velma. Uh, so the thing with Benny, again, I was assuming, and I, and I guess if I'm insulting the episode again, uh, to, to not take things literally. So in other words, you know, and I know y'all know this, I'm just saying stuff. So they detect Benny, you know, bleep, 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 and, you know, going 100 miles per hour. Velma's like, that doesn't sound like my Benny. But anyway, so like literally what's happening? I don't think that was explained. Like. Is he on the back of a drek who's, like, gunning it? Like, they don't have vans. Yeah, and then why would they, uh, you know, what is their purpose? Are they just going to kill him? Then why run away with him? I mean, are they toying with him? Because, I mean, it's actually really, 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 really dark if what literally presented is so. So, I mean, you're supposed to... Will you marry me and also will you kill me? Yeah, and so, like, what... Again, I'm not trying to be grizzly. What are they doing to him? So, I mean, like... Did they torture him? Does he have, like, you know, is he covered in scratches or is bleeding to death? You know, and I'm not trying to be all gris, but I'm like, so what's literally happening? And then how is he able to talk very clearly? You know, it's not like he's like, oh, he's like, oh, hello, yeah. you know, and so. For it as just seems... horror as they wanted to make this, it was not gory. No. At all. But also, like, that oxygen tank would not sustain a human in an environment does not have oxygen (laughs) that made me mad like i forgive a lot of bad science in science fiction you have to 
But like, and I can typically like just laugh it off or be like, okay, whatever. That's like plot science. But like this, come on, come on. He has his own oxygen tank. He has a a, the little tubes up his nose. That is not Mm. going to save him in an atmosphere in a non breathable atmosphere. Particularly if you also have to assume that if they're running away with him, they also are running away with his oxygen tank and they've loaded it all up together and they've right. made sure that the oxygen tank is in a safe place where he can still get the things up his nose and that, yeah. Grab the old man and don't forget his oxygen tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we're going to kill him in a minute, but we don't want him to suffocate. There's this great scene we have. Look, we've storyboarded it. Um, I mean, grow, 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 grow. (laughs) It felt to me that that whole, like, oxygen carbon dioxide sub-thread was Mm. unnecessary. Like, there was enough danger already. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do how do you how do you evolve to that place? Yeah. There's an awkward right. teenage period between that. Yes. <laughs> a very awkward teenage space between breathing oxygen and then breathing carbon dioxide. Right. Yeah. That. So. Yeah. Um, also, and I guess this is again asking too many questions. So if the the breathing apparatuses that the team uses, you know, at the middle in their rescue operation is a, uh, I don't know, breathe right? <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't Benny have one of those for his oxygen tank? Colored in right. with the Sharpie. Right, they exist I mean, if they have the technology, thing, yeah. instead of, you know, having the old, I mean, the 20, 20th century plastic tubing. Yeah, that's and, an excellent point with an yeah. auto-refilled wrist thing. Yeah. yeah. Gauntlet. That's mm-hmm. the word. <laughs> Is it though? No. <laughs> and also, I was asking during the you know as during our chat, why? I mean, I know the answer is for story purposes, so therefore I've answered my own question. But like, why take Vilma on the rescue party? Like, okay, we'll go. We'll go get your husband. You, you stay, stay here. here. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be an asset. Like, let, <laughs> let me see her character sheet. What, what did she bring to the table here? Yeah. You know. Well, and one of the things that I struggled with a little bit is all of the people they brought with them inevitably are going to say, I'll stay, you go ahead. Mm -hmm. They're all going to sacrifice themselves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that, everybody? Really? Because they all do, right? right? Except the perhaps cat lady Mm -hmm. um, who doesn't choose to sacrifice herself. But that's what happens. Yeah. But then Vilma's like, no, no, you guys go ahead. I'll distract them. Mm-hmm. And then the mom is like, no, no, you guys go ahead. I'll distract them. And then at the end of it, it's the mom and the daughter fighting them off as our noble four run, run away. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. And again, I don't, to me, and I don't know, you know, I mean, I could think of something. Give me a week. Where is... You know, everybody lives. Because in other words, these snatch and grabs, because I guess what's driving the dregs? I mean, and, and maybe it's nothing to think about. They're just they're just monsters. Deal with it. Don't think about it. But I'm like, what? They're just clawing people and that's what they do? I mean, are they eating them or what? Like, I felt like they were sacrificing good storytelling for climate change. Right. 
And that well, was it. we all have to give up something, darling. <laughs> so some you know. of us have given up plastic straws. Right. Others of us have given up good storylines. Yeah, yeah. So we're all pitching our part. Yep. Thanks, Paris Agreement. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we've wandered off pissed again. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take another guest star. We're only not even halfway through the list, by the way. There was Kane. Who I don't think I ever knew her name the whole time, but that was played by Laura Fraser, aka the Scottish mean person mom. Oh right, the woman from Casanova. Yes, hard as nails. Grr. Sacrifices herself. Yeah, does she though? I don't think I understood what was happening. <laughs> yes. yes, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> I think that's reasonable too. So yeah. she like she creates the the spa mm-hmm. on right. a, a non livable planet so mm-hmm. that she can make money. To terraform the planet to make herself and then her daughter queen of the planet. I, I think you understood it about as well as we did. Yeah. And then her <laughs> daughter decides to become financially independent and live in another planet. So much commentary on current events from the headlines. Oh, oh my. And blow up her mom's <laughs> exactly. planet on That's the a, way out the door. It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I just that was a uh, just because, and I don't. I always, you know, I say I always. I see Laura Fraser. I'm always like, I know her from something. I don't know. And the answer is no, I don't. She just maybe just has a familiar face because Casanova is what we saw her in if, if, with David Tennant, um, which she's very good in. Um, but I'm like, I don't couldn't name you anything else. No. I mean, I, I looked at IMDb and I'm like, nope, don't know any of that. So. But anyway, yeah, I and I'll, I, again, so bad storytelling, right? So it's like, and I'm with you, Sue. So I don't get the relationship because it sort of springs. I know I'm your daughter, or you're my mom, and I'm like, okay, that's left field. But okay, let's see where we go. And the answer is nowhere. Like, there's no like. I only watched the episode once. Maybe I need to watch it five times or something. But there's no like redemption this is, arc, or even just like explanation. This is why I left, or this is yeah. you know. To be queen. Keep up. Yeah, I, I guess. And then it's like, no, no, I'll be a mom now, even though I've ignored you for, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And also, I wonder, how well does she vet the people who are coming onto her planet? Um, she doesn't do a DNA test. Well, if they're just giving out coupons, not uh, well. True point. Yeah. Also, it wasn't clear where Graham found those coupons at the beginning. Did you say he's they going... were appearing by the coffee maker? Yeah, in the TARDIS. Yeah, mm. so. which that also seems sketch. Yeah, although I could get on board with that simply because the Kablam Ma'am showed up and the mm. uh, whatever they were called, the villains from Spyfall, were getting in. Yeah, yeah. So I could, if if that had been the only weak link, mm-hmm. I could have lived so. with that mm-hmm. tearing but, the box tops off the cereal. And, yeah, and I guess, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll keep it going here. Um, <laughs> so, Bella, um, who is uh, Kane's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, starts off interesting and then takes a turn. Yes. What did you, what'd you think of her, Jessica? The thumb sucking was weird. It, it was weird. <laughs> that's, that's, like, I was up for it all the way through up until... Ryan and Bella are making eyes at each other, trying to to get a little something-something in the conversation, 
whilst sucking their thumbs. Also, who told Bella that she had worms and this is what she needed to do? She brought the worms, we find out later. Oh, oh right. Okay. So she knew how to get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, I would assume. Okay. Right. Wouldn't she also know how to not get them? Well, uh-huh. things go wrong. Okay. <laughs> As you can tell, she's not exactly plan A with her. She's like, I hate my mom, so I built a bomb. I'm like, well, that's a technique. <laughs> Which was not plan A, because clearly plan A was bring the worms. Right. I mean, some people just write plays or songs. Um, <laughs> or comedy specials. but Or drink. Building a mo- bomb for your mom. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't know... Sue, your your thoughts on the the Ryan game? Uh, I mean, you know, cute moment for Ryan, but it, it surprised me where it's sort of the uh, I don't know is it a trope, but it's sort of like the he awkwardly flirts, and she's like you're terrible, and he's like I know, and she's like oh but keep going, it's working. I'm like mm, or he's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I I think it's a trope that you know, strange person immediately flirting. Mm-hmm. Is is a thing in and of itself. Yes, while sucking his thumb. Yeah, and then that's how at the end of it, that's how they have that moment. Wink moment is to suck their thumbs again. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, yeah. Don't don't look at Ed Heim's search history. Is all I can say. <laughs> the writer of this episode. I worked with somebody. As a, who was a grown-up, and she sucked her thumb. Mm-hmm. Like, in, she was a teacher, and she sucked her thumb in the staff room. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a thing that would happen. She'd just sit there in meetings, sucking her thumb. Mm-hmm. And then she had an affair with the head t- one of the head teachers who mm-hmm. was married and got pregnant. Oh, so my. you're saying they're connected. <laughs> I assume they're connected. I'm not making... I mean, this girl <laughs> sucked her thumb and had a bomb. <laughs> The one I worked with sucked her thumb and had an affair and a baby. So I don't know what Ryan's going to be doing. Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait to see the next episode. But, I mean, she just seemed, I mean, obviously she's very, you know, seems like a very interesting individual. But then just to be like, no, emotional terrorist. I don't know what to, so I was like, well, that's a loss. And then they sort of like, kind of were trying to redeem her. Like, oh, no, she's cool now. I'm like, I don't think she is, actually. I mean, she's going to blow up the place. I mean, I guess with no one there question mark yeah but there's no self-actualization yeah of oh this isn't the direction i want to go in order to create a relationship with my mother i should instead fight aliens with her we don't actually get that she just sort of moves from i have a bomb to my mother and i are fighting aliens side by side i don't i mean this is for you two is that daughter mother bonding stuff well destroying aliens um, destroying aliens I or mean, or your future evolutionary um yeah. <laughs> selves yeah, is, yeah. That a, is that a thing <laughs> is it like tea rooms and that it's not what i do with my mom right but everybody has a different relationship i just ignore her calls that's what i do um, <laughs> that is what you do with yeah so we're still not finished so more guest stars we have nevi played by james buckley who i, I think i was supposed to know but i don't know who that is and his son oh, Silas. Oh, right, yes. And James Buckley was in, and I looked it up, or I saw a thing and was like, oh, yeah, that's what it was, and forgot it again. So, uh, Sue, my theory on this episode, and, uh-huh. and obviously you're the expert here, they wanted a range of cosplay opportunities. <laughs> so they're like, look, you know, if you want to go up with hyphen with a three, those are your experts. 
but maybe just want to put a breathe right on your nose. Boom, you're done. A middle part, find a green wig. Yeah, those were not great wigs. No. Um, <laughs> still not quite as easy as just drawing tick marks all over your arms. That's oh, true. Good point. That's true. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I thought this relationship was interesting, but again, I could have mined it for a little bit more because there's the 50 other guest stars we've already gone through. So the dad's an idiot, apparently, and the son's super smart. Mm-hmm. So, like, and and tell me if I got this wrong. The dad and the mom are divorced, and this is, like, daddy weekend? Is that kind of what I gleaned? That's what I got from it, and the the dad also says he just shows up sometimes. But, like, if you can only teleport in, does that mean this kid is going around collecting coupons so he can hang out with his dad? Drinking way too much coffee for a kid his age. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe he's 22 and all that coffee just makes him really short. <laughs> Stunts his growth. <laughs> yeah. Because then my question comes, if the kid isn't around, what the hell is this dad doing with all the other stuff? That's why the aliens get in. Yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. The son's cleaning up his mess every every yep. moment. Yeah. You know, his dad's like Mr. Magoo or something. And again, we have this sharp turn of... No, you don't know what you're doing. Bugger off. And the kid goes off and then comes back and the dad's like, oh, sorry, you do it. There's no... Relationship healed. Yeah. There's no shape to it at all. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of parent issues in this one. There are. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember... Maybe that explains the thumb sucking. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Because Ed Heim... Oh, great. I feel like I'm going to get this wrong when I look this up. Did he also write... Norway episode. In which case, I'd like to look at his relationship with his parents. Because that one also had parental issues. Mm. It does. It takes you away. Sorry, I just Googled that. It takes you, He wrote it, it takes you away from series 11, which, uh, as you recall, is with the, the dad and the um, daughter who's blind. Um, and that was parenting issues. So, as you say, people with parenting issues. Write TV episodes. Write television episodes, yes. Right. Okay. So, yeah. And then there's frogs, so uh, yeah. So those those were those were all our guest stars. So we haven't even actually talked about the main cast yet. So, <laughs> so here we go. So the overall story, which we've kind of talked to, how how did you enjoy Sue that discovering that the spa was actually a small holiday? I thought that was kind of neat, especially the concept of you know these were designed for cities, so you didn't actually have to leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, nerd alert, but, like, that was the concept. I live in New York City, but that was the concept for Central Park, uh, right? The idea that you could go into this park in the middle of Manhattan and forget that you were in a city and that you weren't supposed to see, originally, you, know, you weren't supposed to see any of the buildings. The tree line would be be taller than any of the buildings originally, mm-hmm. Um and it, it's kind of a really fascinating history in park design, if anybody ever wants to look into it. Uh, but that's that's where it, it took my brain. Um, and, like, I also wouldn't mind that today, to, like, be able to go to a holodeck and not actually have to get on a plane to, to go on, like, a, a tropical vacation. But, um, <laughs> like, if they put it on another planet, like, why? Why is that appealing? I guess discounts is is the the main thing right? right 
Yeah, I guess that's how they're ginning up business. Because I'm, uh, and again, maybe I, you need to watch it more than once. Because I was thinking, okay, spa, and maybe in my mind I was sort of thinking like this is supposed to be the Riza of Doctor Who, but it's obviously quite small. I mean, it's like what is it, twenty five people or twenty three, mm. you know, residents or whatever you something call it, like guests. that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that is quite small <laughs> then i mean you know how many people are coming at a time then or you tell again then why is it a surprise that kane's daughter is there if there are that few people yeah i mean you would have seen her and yeah noticed her in the cafeteria or something <laughs> oh yeah i don't know anyway so yeah <laughs> well she does uh, say to her you don't even recognize me yeah yeah it's been a while when one gleans uh, so, yeah, I think we've talked about the dregs themselves. I don't know mm. anything other to say. It was uh, Those are monsters. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Yes. So was the idea that they're literally like, forgive me, but the dregs of humanity? Uh, like they're the people who could not afford to get off the planet? Uh, and interesting. like what was left over? Yeah. And, and I, that's the presumption, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, they sort of present it as like, oh, it's just humans and they evolved. But it, I mean, that certainly would not be the biggest leap to take uh which obviously is not the best name to give them i, I it was just very they remind me a little bit of the uh oh god now i forgot what they're called from torchwood main monster alien you know they always keep it in the jail or whatever that yeah. comes from from the, i forget what the names are anyway yes in shape yeah you know what i talk about yeah you know? yep. they're a little more hairier than these folks but it also it's just i would have pref- and I, I mean whatever i, I would have preferred them to have some sort of like clothing or something or maybe that's just supposed to be armor or exoskeleton, or it just seems like a whole suit. <sighs> kind of makes it, I don't know, because the teeth and the snarling and the drool, yeah, that's that's you know as scary as I suppose, but like giving them a little bit of detail, I think would have been a little more character driven. But I don't know. The don't ability know. to be able to say some sort of humanity, yes, remainder of humanity, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been useful. Instead of all Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. there's the Statue of Liberty. It ah! was Earth all along. Yeah. There's the Russian subway station. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> it was Russia all along. <laughs> <laughs> or Ukrainian? I forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so let's 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 Slovakian. do this. so that ending climate change guys which uh i don't know i mean i'm not trying to whatever but so what do you think sue i'm not was this force of nature all over again or what do you think i just like to be honest like i'm glad to hear you have similar opinions to me (laughs) (laughs) because i always wonder um I have had the experiences of going on a podcast and finding out that I'm in the minority. <laughs> uh, but I like it just it it didn't really do it for me. It didn't even truly hold my attention as I was watching mm. it, which is like for for how excited I am to see this doctor come back and see the new stories is is disappointing to me. Um and then, like, it suddenly, I don't know if you're ready to go there. Sure. <laughs> then go suddenly got, like, preachier than mm-hmm. Doctor Who has been, at least in my opinion, in quite a long time. And, like, directly breaking the fourth wall, speaking to the audience. Like, mm-hmm. you need to get your stuff together, humanity. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
And, Which I, I don't mean, disagree with. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, we're all we're all in that position. Like, like we don't disagree, but like you know, it's I, I, there's just ways to do it. Of course, I mean, because you know, I'm, I'm thinking of all the Star Trek episodes, like Force of Nature on TNG, and then like the you know infamous season one drug episode with mm-hmm. your you know. Um, but then you think of all the other. I mean, in Doctor Who, of course, is a Doctor Who podcast. But you know, in Star Trek, they can do these things without being that you know heavy liminal. Yeah. You know? Um, but at you know, the that, same time, I think that we we sometimes forget how heavy handed Star Trek has been, mm-hmm. and how heavy handed Doctor Who has been. I mean, look at um, the the Star Trek example. Oh my gosh, it left my head. The black and white guys. Sharon. I'm, yeah, I just can't think of the. But they they literally head. are like, "What are you talking about? Let it is obvious how different we are." Yes, yeah. let this be your last battlefield. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. I, this was prolonged, and yeah. and sudden, and I feel like that message could have, well, could have come across anyway, mm-hmm. regardless of if if that speech had been made. But it, it also sort of took me out of it when when the doctor says, this is only one possible future, <laughs> which like, oh, boy, yeah, I don't I'm not sure I have ever really heard that before. Like we've heard that, that things are events can be changed, but there are fixed points. Right. But like, this is only one possible future. That is some Q continuum stuff right there. <laughs> As you're fond of saying, there are always possibilities. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm just thinking, you know, sci I mean, like, sci fi obviously is, is all about metaphor of telling a message without telling the message, you know. Right. Why make it Earth? You know, I mean, I know that's supposed to be like, oh, it's Earth. But, like, don't make it Earth. And it, it works fine. This planet, this planet, they could have changed course, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope other planets don't do that. You know, and then it's like, okay, I, I get what you're saying. But it's like, this is Earth. Literally, the Earth that we are on right now, and this is what will happen. I'm like, okay. Because, again, like you said, I don't know. And I know Doctor Who, like, you know, I approach Doctor Who and Trek differently. So Doctor Who, I don't, you know, canon and continuity, whatever. I, I can I can work with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But they've done future Earth stories before. Like, we've seen Earth explode, you know, yep. with the Ninth Doctor, Cassandra and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we've Earth the, the future in various times and sundries. But, um... I've, you know, never heard this part, you know, before. And then, so it's just to be like, yep, this is it. Or maybe it's not. And it's like, right, right. But you're, you're, I mean, sci-fi exists to, stories exist to hold a mirror up to our society, right? And to make us think about big questions and to make us examine things and to, I don't know, maybe take a, a different look at, at what we are doing or to teach us a lesson. Like these are from, from the oldest of stories, right? We have mm. our fairy tales that are supposed to teach us when we're young. Um, we have, you know, the the Iliad and the Odyssey, which were all metaphors and et cetera, et cetera. But I think the so – so I have no problem with this show wanting to make this statement. And it is a statement that I also agree with. Mm-hmm. I think that the issue comes in the very abrupt and sharp turn with how direct it was. With the, the way they did it and not that they did it at all. 
Yes, and I then, would agree with that. And then there, and again, I mean, I don't know, because I, I feel like you know you don't want to critique unless you, I'm like I could write the episode, give me a week, um, but like <laughs> I think the the most powerful and to me, and I had this a brief Twitter discussion about this, and Sue, so you can probably maybe you're better about this than I am, but like I don't often look to Doctor Who for morality tales. I mean, that's just me as my Doctor Who fandom. To me, it's it's an adventure series. There's emotional times, but you know, I don't necessarily look for it to teach me a lesson like I do with Star Trek. Um, but I think if with, with these kind of message stories, you I mean you, you have to make the audience feel something. And so whether it's you know um, a story about you know racism like they've done in Star Trek or poverty like they did in Deep Space Nine or or whatever you know, and some of them are more successful than others. You know, you kind of doing the emotional journey with this one. It's like, ah, there's monsters. They killed people. Well, you learned your lesson, didn't you? I'm like, I don't think I learned anything. Yeah. I, you know, what's what, how are you taking me on an emotional journey where you're even thinking like climate change? Like, because honestly, it was so. And I'm not saying tacked on, but it doesn't feel like the answer could have been anything. Like, it's ah. jarring. <laughs> Overpopulation, that was the problem. Right, yeah. Or, you know, uh, you know anything. Nuclear war, nuclear war that, that was, was the problem. You know, and so it's like, okay. <clears throat> so, hmm, I feel like, and this is just my opinion, sure. <laughs> that Star Trek sets out to give lessons or ask questions about large encompassing things about overpopulation or climate change or racism about systemic issues or about directions society might be heading in and as it's doing that it tells us deeply personal individual stories Mm. and i feel that doctor who's strength is the opposite doctor who tells me about the humanity of the individual characters and at its best, it is also reflecting the issues that we deal with in our society. Yeah. And, and I to... think the focus is just, is, is different between these two shows. Mm. Um, and I don't think this episode knew where to set that focus. There was so much going on and so many threads <clears throat> and so many interwoven little bits of story yes i i agree with that a hundred percent i think it was too breakneck to really then like if it had been just the four of them and they were trying to figure out what happened to the planet why is it an orphan why did it die if that were the overarching theme um then we can oh climate change we can get to that place but instead they just chucked a bunch of people at us fighting sacrificing themselves yeah and there you go and then oh yeah climate change yeah because to me and and, you know there's a well not a million but there's several ways you can go with climate change in other words you know is it just making awareness which i mean i don't know I was going to say we're all pretty aware, but maybe none of us are. Yeah. But but anyway, we'll just pretend for a moment that we're all pretty aware of it. You know, I'm talking, you know, and but so then what do you do? Like, what's the message message that what should be done or what should, you know, we think about or what should we be contemplating? Because I even took this story 
as bad parenting hmm. because think ah, of the children yeah. you know um you does know, she you, ever actually say it's climate change i, I want to like she does i want to say yes too but again i only watched it once so you can feel free to correct i me. feel like at the end when they're in the tardis i almost ex- really expected her to like pull up a tv screen in the tardis and be like this is what's happening mm. you know but yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I felt like my memory says that it was much more like if you don't start taking care of your planet, if you don't change your ways. So it like heavily implies climate change, but I didn't think she actually ever said the phrase. So if you really wanted to, you could probably interpret it as famine or disease or war or overpopulation. Yeah, because even the, um, I'm trying to remember what the doctor did. Was it with the head? mean monster she did her vulcan mind meld or something and got the glimpses i'm like the, the flashes showed me nothing but i was like flash 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 i'm like those were all stock footage not not to depress everyone well any any uh jessica any highlights from this episode that we've missed with uh especially with the main cast that we've kind of ignored doctor besides thumb sucking ryan yes graham no not really mm-hmm. they do not get a whole lot going on there yeah, I mean, other than Yaz interrupting the uh, proposal. Mm. Yeah. So, she's doing a lot of, uh, wait, I'm not allowed to say that word, am I? She's doing a lot of asterisk blocking in oh. this episode. <laughs> That's true. So she, the, the old couple, Ryan and Bella, you know, come on, Yaz. So I looked up, because I can't let it go, the, sure. the <laughs> actual text. <laughs> okay. No, please, please. Yeah, yeah. We're textualists. And... She says, I know what you're thinking, but it's one possible future. It's one timeline. You want to tell me that, oh, excuse me. You want me to tell you that Earth's going to be okay because I can't. In your time, humanity's busy arguing over the washing up while the house burns down. Unless people face the facts and change, catastrophe is coming. But it's not decided. You know that. The future is not fixed. It depends on billions of decisions and actions and people stepping up. Humans, I think you forget how powerful you are. Lives change worlds. People can save planets or wreck them. That's the choice. Be the best of humanity. Never says the words, but okay. it's pretty clear with the other words, like <laughs> while the house burns down, what is being referred to, I think. And again, okay, I mean, I'll just say what I'm thinking. So I know the purpose of saying it to the companions is to say it to the audience, but then I'm like thinking, you know, Graham's like, I'll take the recycling. You know, I mean, like, uh, I don't know what they're supposed to do. Those those three people. But I get it. She's talking to the audience. But again, what were we watching? Oh, I know what it was. We were watching the, um, we always like to watch the YouTube uh, pitch. YouTube videos. (laughs) With the, um, from Screen Rant. And the guy's like, oh, yes, you're supposed to tell, not show. He's like, no, 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 no. I think you flipped that one. (laughs) uh, But anyway, so yeah. Well, any other, Sue, any highlights from the, the main cast or anything else? We obviously, we hate to end on down notes here, but maybe it is what it is. Hmm. Yay, female <laughs> doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy the extraction of the hopper virus. Oh, yes. That was a good comic scene yes. with Ryan. Yes. Poor yeah. Ryan. But yes, it was funny still. Uh, the hallucinations, the bats aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> And then watching him duck the bats for a while, which I thought was great. But I, I do also feel like I get the impression anyway that Jody seems more comfortable in the doctor's skin. But maybe yeah. I'm I'm projecting that. 
always said, and I know this isn't an original opinion, but I've always said even you know when I started watching Classic Who and going back, no matter how bad the story is, and you know the Classic has some bad ones, <laughs> as long as the Doctor is watchable, it's good. You know, as long as you, I'm enjoying the Doctor and maybe the companions, the, some of them are lame too. But as long as I'm enjoying the Doctor, so like the Fifth Doctor, Peter Davidson is one of my favorite Doctors. Does not have a lot of great stories, in my opinion, but I like him and I like to watch him. And so, like for this one, uh, I like Jody and the Thirteenth Doctor. So, and then, like I said, this one isn't horrible. It's just a lot of holes we can poke in it. But I enjoy watching her do her thing. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I do like the companions though. One day that Yaz episode's gonna come. <laughs> Are you not counting Demons of the Punjab as a Yaz episode? I'm not. It still wasn't about her. I mean, it was yeah, about her. Yeah, I guess her. that's true. I mean, it should have been, but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> her relatives had more more time than her. Uh, I mean, great, great episode. Wonderful, wonderful episode. But, but not a Yaz. Story. Not a Yaz episode. That's true. I mean, we do learn more about her there than we really ever have. Uh-huh. Yes. But yeah. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> there really just has to be, I mean, you know, Chibnall, if you're listening, and I know you are, and I know this, show, uh, this whole entire series is already in the can, but nevertheless, just have the Yaz episode, literally. Just Yaz. I mean, you know. Just you can yes. even call it Just Yaz. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's like Lower Decks, but with Yaz. You know, and it's just her day in the life, or the Buffy episode with just Xander. You know that would be interesting, actually, just to follow her around while all the crap's going on in the background. Mm-hmm. So, we're we just assuming at this point that all of the time and space listeners are also Star Trek fans. <laughs> well, you know, I'm half of it, so you know. <laughs> Those are the moments where I just sit back on the couch. I mean, <laughs> Jessica, you're more than welcome to make Grey's Anatomy uh, metaphors. <laughs> I, Don't be condescending, darling. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like that This Is Us episode. Okay, here we go. <laughs> hey, I can roll with that, too. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I guess, what are you, uh, since we have you on, Sue, anything especially you have in your mind for Series 12 that you're looking forward to? We just have a few hints, not really much, but anything you're hoping on or just along for the ride? I mean, mostly just along for the ride. I, I hate to admit it, but, like, I kind of forgot it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year. It's yeah. Here. yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on, but um, I mean, it seems like at the end of, of Spyfall that we got a setup for an arc, which we oh, talked yeah. about, you know, at the start of this. For once, I really would like to see something come of this. I would like to figure out what is actually going on with Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we get some more Time Lords back. Who knows? But I, I'm. I have to admit, I'm a little bit over the hand-wringing over the time war. Right. Mm. And whatever the conclusion is, I kind of would like us to move on from that. But maybe I'm alone. Who knows? (laughs) All right, Sue, if folks want to talk to you more about... Great political messages in the last five minutes of an episode. Let me find you on the internet. Sure. You can hear me talk about Star Trek on the Women at Warp podcast on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Find us at womenatwarp.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Women at Warp. 
I personally am on Twitter at Spaltor. That's S-P-A-L-T-O-R. And if you want, you can follow my cats on Instagram. Their account is Noodle Bean Potato. Amazing. That's that's going to be the thing that's going to get me on Instagram is <laughs> my cat need. I, I need somewhere to put all my cat pics. Right. I like it. Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Sue. Thank you. All right. And with that, we'll go into the TARDIS library. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So for this Into the TARDIS library, we're going to be talking about something not necessarily Doctor Who, but Doctor Who related with Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat, who, of course, did Sherlock. And, of course, we've done lots of Doctor Who separately and I guess somewhat together, yeah. Um, but that is, of course, we're going to be talking about the their new, I don't know, miniseries or series? Series. Yeah. Dracula. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. It premiered New Year's Day of 2020. And uh, it's three episodes. We've only seen the first episode, The Rules of the Beast. Because they are like an hour and a half. They are Sherlock length. length right. So um, I have a little synopsis here from the old wiki. This series follows Dracula from his origins in Eastern Europe to his battles with Van Helsing's descendants and beyond. Netflix description reads, The Count Dracula legend transforms with new tales that flesh out the vampire's gory crimes and bring his vulnerability into the light. So, darling, what did you think of the first episode? Yeah, it was intense, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was uh, full on. It yeah. It was full on. Um, in typical, and I kind of liked this, in typical Dracula form, as the actual novel goes, a lot of it's told in flashback. Right. Um, the letters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated that nod mm-hmm. to Bram Stoker. Other than that, it sort of veers wildly, All right. which is fine, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't... As far as that goes, and I enjoyed this. This is not me dragging on this particular show. If you're going to go that far off the book, why not just write a vampire novel or a vampire show? Why does it have to be Dracula? I mean, I guess there's a money side of it. It's easier to get Dracula greenlit than Vampire X, which actually that's an anime, so never mind. But Vampire Y. Hunter Vampire X is really good anime. But anyway, um, maybe that's why. Yeah. Because you can just couch it in existing characters. Yeah, recognizable. Darling, Van Helsing's a girl now. Van Helsing. Well, the the thing that you were just looking at was Van Helsing's descendant. That's true. Well, because we don't so, know if she made it at the end of episode That's one. also true. Yeah. She's also apparently a nun. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well... I thought it was interesting, right? That's a that's always a, a word that doesn't mean anything. Because like to say I liked it, I don't know. I didn't hate it. Um, I was intrigued to see where it was going. There were portions where I'm like, this is a little self indulgent. Mm. Um, like the part with Van Helsing. I mean, we find that at the end. That's who she is. Van Helsing, nun Van Helsing, sister Van Helsing, sister Van Helsing, yeah. and. Uh, Dracula um, at the gate for like a scene that felt like it lasted thirty minutes. I'm, I'm like, okay, right, all right, we can we can wrap this up. Now. Yeah, I and she's it. taunting him, and I'm like, you know, that's not a good idea. Why are you not just stabbing him? Yeah, and I know that the reason she's not just stabbing is is because she wants to 
figure him out. But, you know, that is the... the She's the monologuing. Plot. That is the plot line for every bad romance novel and every bad true crime novel. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she's monologuing. It's never going to end well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it could have been an hour episode if we kind of shortened that part right there. Yeah, and he's uh, naked the whole time. Yeah, the whole coming out of the wolf seemed unnecessary. Yeah. If he just changed into a, like... Why do we have to do that? Yeah, but he has to unzip him and bleed and be naked. I mean, like, how long did it take him to get into that form, I guess, is my question. Oh, another good question. You know, yeah. it's like it takes him 15 minutes to get out of it. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems like, and then there's an animal car. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I have and questions. Also, and also, let's be honest, you yeah. know, first of all, she doesn't stake him. Then when he actually, minor spoiler, I suppose, yeah. But you know it's coming. When he actually gets in there with all these nuns who are warriors, she just runs. Right. And leaves them to it. Yeah. And that was... And then later on is like, oh, the screaming's finally stopped. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I certainly watch my share of violent movies, but this one was just a little too much for me, I think. It's like, you know, because the taunting... You know, it's, it's one of those factor things of like... When the the nuns, you know, keep him out with the old vampire thing of you have to invite someone in, then it's like, okay, maybe they're winning. But then the longer she talks, the more like, oh, God, they're all going to die, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, every one they of them. They're all going to die, aren't yep. they? Yep. Um, and then you, you know, see them, and it's just like, ugh, I mean, that's not cool, right? No. Not cool. Not cool. And then just the wolves and the Dracula. and The bit where the fly crawls around behind that guy's eyeball. Okay, the whole fly motif was a little <laughs> much for me. I mean, I get it. But, like, I get it. So don't do it the whole episode, please. So there's flies everywhere. Um, though I think oh, was... and then the guy peels his fingernail off. That's true, yeah. That one, I mean, whatever, I can look away. But, you know, for the nun-killing scene the last five minutes. It's... It was interesting having... I mean, I haven't read the book in years. Um, but pretending I know what the story is, to see where it deviates. And, like, I think I know where it's going. Oh, I don't know where it's going, but I think I know where it's going. You know, the vampire brides, or the, mm, I don't know what they're yeah. called in the book, but, you know, being in the castle, and then, you know, him, and then I guess Dracula's trying to figure out how to reproduce, and, and then Harker, and then... This is not a baby. Yeah. I did like the twist of, like, you thought Harker defected because of the what he wrote, but then he didn't, but then why did he write it, but then, so, I don't know. And then I guess the twist that there was Van Helsing was a little bit of a twist. That her character to me was a little OTT as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I I guess I saw it like oh we're trying to be clever and because I mean look it's Moffat and Matt Gaddis they obviously are great writers but so I mean I'm certainly interested to see where it goes from there because obviously it ended on a cliffhanger. I was like well did everyone just die or everybody just died? Yeah. And then where are we going from here? You know, is the Harker and Mina uh, Van Helsing story over? And then we're moving to the second chapter as Dracula travels to. London or wherever he's going, England. Yeah, so, who knows? I, I think one we of the, will watch the second one. I think, yeah, at least. No, I, I think so. Um, I did think it was interesting that kind of playing with the theme, which is kind of like with a Sherlock. You know, mm-hmm. there's a story, but we played with it to make it our yeah, own. Yeah. Um, the whole taking blood and then becoming a little bit of the person that you're taking the blood from, so the memories or whatever. But that. Dracula has, you know, suddenly a London accent. Oh, right, yes. I, he, he was learning the language. Uh-huh. From Jonathan. Yes. And so it's just interesting, because I don't know the actor, so I don't know if that's his natural 
I mean, I, I don't know anything about him where his, his background is, but to make him sound, you know, that English was very interesting to, you know, you always think Dracula having that, the, you know, Transylvanian accent, but then at the end he's just this sort of brawler villain kind of accent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless. So, yeah. So it was interesting. I mean, if, if you're not for the gore or the horror, then definitely maybe take a pass on this one. I guess worth checking out at least at first we'll see, we'll see. Maybe by episode three we'll be like, stay away. So, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, darling, guess what we're talking about next week? Tesla. That's right. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Perhaps one of the longest Doctor Who episode titles. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, do you know any other? I don't don't remember titles, so you're better at that than I am. All right. Well, as always, thanks to Wally and Sonnenauts for providing us with their Doctor Who jazz-themed tune. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time time and space. This is BBC Television.